here's my weird day at work today. Um, I was, uh, you know, crawling around on the floor, hands and knees for a minute. I had to, to, to get down on the floor to do something. I was getting ready to sit down on the floor. You know, I'm so used with, uh, you know, with uh, meditating and so on. I'm used to just sitting on the floor. So I was getting ready to sit on the floor, but I was on my hands and knees. And this uh, older lady, and I mean older, I mean she had to have been in her 80s. She had a walker, very, very tiny little thing. And uh, apparently she was coming up behind me when my backside was aimed at her. Oh, can you hear this? This is my neighbor's. Can you hear that? Isn't that nice? So nice of them to share. Anyway, so she must have been looking at my backside or something because I turn around and she's standing right there. And she says, well, I saw you down on your knee. I was getting ready to say yes. And unfortunately, uh, she was not Krista, so I did not take her up on the offer. <laughs> but I was flattered that, uh, you know, at the very least... You know, I can be hit on by elderly women, so hey, whatever. <laughs> but I'm just good. You're not Christy either. <laughs> you know, I see, I I have caught myself a few times replying that way, and I have to be careful, because uh, I'll just go, you're not Krista. <laughs> but um, I finally get home after a long day at work, and I had to go around the side of the house for something. And... Uh, my my little neighbor girl and her friend were hanging around out there. And I thought that they'd seen me, but apparently they didn't. And uh, the friend was really frightened, and she thought that we were I was sneaking up on them or something, so she screams, Ah! Which is the natural reaction with when the average person sees me is fright and horror. So she's, Ah! And so I freak out, not sure what that's about. I trip, fall straight face first into their garden. On the way down, my knees hit on the little border fence. That hurt. My hand, my my uh, elbow and my shoulder ram into the side of my own house. Uh, they've got like a, a hanging garden thing there and it scrapes me across the back. And then finally, I don't know what what I hit on the way down, but I cut my left hand to ribbons, which when you work with your hands a lot at work, uh, boy, uh, thank goodness that Anchor, the uh, podcast uh, uh, software that I use, thankfully doesn't require me to use both hands or we'd really be in trouble right now. But uh, can you can you tell I'm clumsy? I'm really clumsy. And uh, then there was uh, we were standing at the front door, and at the front door there, uh, I think I told you this, and I don't remember if I did. But anyway, you're standing at the front door, and and there are two entrances, so we're effectively a breezeway, right? And my boss and I are standing at the front door and um, the strong, strong smell of weed comes wafting in from the parking lot. And I'm going, you serious? Is this the, this is the kind of place that you're, 
you're coming to smoke your weed. And uh, so one of the teenagers that I work with is coming in and I said, hey, you smell that? And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, you liar. Even though my boss is like, yeah, like you don't know what it smells like. We couldn't figure it out. Well, today, uh, there was a man, a plainclothes officer, walking around with what initially looked like a seeing eye dog. Then he realized that the man is reading stuff just fine and that the dog was, in fact, a drug-sniffing dog, and he was going around sniffing random people, so they'd gotten a call that somebody was smoking weed again. Which is nice. You know, it's nice that people can come and smoke there. Hey, uh, pro-marijuana uh, smoker tip, even though I'm not, number 9074, don't smoke in public parking lots right by the entrance. If you must choose a parking lot, go way over there. Way over there. So nobody can smell you. Okay? Much love. So, the Chicago White Sox have clinched a playoff berth. And I believe it's the first time since like 2008. Which, of course, I know there are certain people in this town who will say, Ah, see, the Indians have made the playoffs since. Uh, yeah, okay, great. But nevertheless, here's, here's my request for tonight. The game hasn't started. I'm actually recording this part early because I've just seen that news. Even though the White Sox have clinched a playoff berth, it does not have to mean that the Indians can take their foot off the gas and uh, on trying to win the division. So I'm, I'm hoping and praying tonight, along with Draynott and a whole lot of other uh, fine Clevelanders, that not only are the Browns back on track beating the Bengals tonight, here's to the beginning of that winning streak. This isn't sarcasm. This isn't... Uh, you know, sass or anything like that. I'm truly, sincerely hoping that the Indians look and they see that the White Sox have made it. They look and they see that the Minnesota Twins are doing well with guys like Josh Donaldson, who, by the way, gee, didn't he used to be here? Uh, yeah, I think so. And so I'm hoping that that they see that the White Sox have made it. And, and they say, as a clubhouse, screw this. Let's just win everything. Just win the whole ball of wax and not, not take no for an answer. So go Tribe, go Browns. I'll record the rest later. Uh, but uh, best wishes to the Indians and the Browns tonight. Make Cleveland proud, boys, no matter which of the te two teams you're on. Let's make this the day that everything started to turn around for everybody, including me. Because, ow. Happy birthday, Jose Ramirez. 28 years old today, and boy, did he have himself a fine birthday party.
Oh, that was beautiful. 10 to 3 winners. The losing streak is over. They defeat the Detroit Tigers. Jose Ramirez had two home runs and an, at least one more double, a total of four hits. Uh, virtually everybody in the lineup uh, scored an RBI at some point. I think only, um, well, Chang came in as a runner. So, you know, uh, I guess he really doesn't count, but you've got... Uh, my boy Perez, and uh, he didn't have an RBI. And uh, Oscar Mercado, what a what a bad day for him. But I mean, great day for the tribe. Just beautiful. Shane Bieber gets his eighth win. He's uh, his ERA is down below two. Uh, I don't know how you can't possibly give him the Cy Young at this point. I really. I mean, you have to be delusional uh, to give it to anybody else. Just, wow, okay, that, you know, that's what I was hoping for. And it's, uh, it's going to be a wild final 10 games. Here's what we have. We have three more against Detroit, then four against the White Sox, then three against Pittsburgh to finish the season. Now, Obviously, you don't want to lose any games to the Tigers, but those four against the White Sox are going to tell a whole lot of tales. Who wins the division will come out of that series. Whether or not the Indians make the playoffs, probably going to be a, a part of that series. I, I And right now, they are tracking down the Twins. Now, the White Sox beat the Twins today, which is good news. However, it's the White Sox beating the Twins, so they're not catching the White Sox in the process, but they are catching the Twins, so they could get back up there to uh, third or fourth, unless, unless they sweep the White Sox and sweep Pittsburgh. And I'm insistent, although it is not compulsory, I'm saying finish the sweep of the Tigers. Yes, it's three more. I realize this is a tall order for you to for for me to ask for an 11 game winning streak going into the playoffs. Pretty please with sugar on top. Uh, now let this be the slump buster. Let the birthday party last for for weeks now. Just keep it going. Keep it rolling. Uh, there is absolutely no reason why we can't expect them to do this some more. And we're going to need them. We need the boys to, to really find their focus now. Now that the, the slump is over, now that the, the, the losing streak is over, and against the Tigers, which is beautiful, just beautiful, especially because the Tigers were chasing us. So now we're 
we're in the hunt for the Twins. We don't face them, but we do face the White Sox, and we can help ourselves. Uh, so let's do this, uh, Cleveland. Let's do this. Now, I'm in the middle of watching the Browns game. So if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go back to the Browns game, and boy, has it been a heck of a ride. There we go. Winner, winner, Buffalo wing dinner. Holy mackerel. That was a hell of a ride, guys. Wow. The Browns win over the Bengals 35-30. to And I got to tell you, it wasn't nearly as close as the score indicates. And it wouldn't have even been as close as the score indicates but there were some really bad penalties. Eight penalties for 76 yards, and some of them were at really opportune, inopportune times. For example, uh, the Bengals are goal to, first down, goal to go at what, the two, right? And uh, the Browns' defense pushes them back, second down, pushes them back. Third down, pushes them back. Fourth down. On fourth down, whoopsie, encroachment. First down. Pushes them back. <laughs> you know, I I mean, it's crazy. But that, then they push them back again, fourth down. You know, they pushed them again. They did not let them score. That's a goal line stand, kids. That's what one looks like. And, and I, I've got to say, you take all of the penalties out of this. The 15-yard penalty that, uh, that cost us, it was, uh, it was first and 10. We ended up first and 25, but Baker and the boys were not shaken. And uh, they made something out of that, but, but that sets us back. There's a, there was a defensive penalty for, I think it was a, a 15-yarder, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but it was just a, it was an unbelievable performance by Nick Chubb. He had, what, 124 yards, two touchdowns. Hunt had a touchdown and I think 84 yards. Baker to Odell Beckham Jr. I would like to laugh at, at Tony Grossi and a whole lot of other idiots who have we got to trade we got to bench Baker and trade Obel Beckham Jr. It's a failed experiment. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not exactly how that looked. And, uh, of course, of course, some dingleberry up in Boston decided at halftime he was going to issue a, uh, I, I don't know if it was a tweet, uh, a, a story from today or from a previous day, but it was, I saw it at halftime. It was, uh, well, wouldn't, wouldn't it be great for Cam Newton to throw to Odell Beckham Jr.? No, let, let me be clear on this, Boston. No, you can no longer have any of our talent. No. In any sport, go away. Shoo, go away. So the Browns are now one and one. They did what I was hoping. This is what I hoped 
the Baltimore game would have looked like last week. Uh, you know, I, without the penalties, of course, and without it being so dang close, uh, this is what I thought that that offense was going to look like. Chubb then Hunt, Chubb then Hunt, Chubb then Hunt, Chubb then Hunt, Odell Beckham Jr., Chubb then Hunt, Chubb then Hunt, Hooper, Chubb then Hunt, Chubb then Hunt, Chubb then Hunt, Landry. That's what I was expecting. And and tonight, that's that's what we got. We got a lot of running, and it it uh it made them stuff the box, and then uh that opened up the lanes for the wide receivers. And Baker was throwing dimes. He was not he was not off. He was not uh anything that you dopes who have been trying so desperately to stick up for whoever you wanted uh, the Browns to go after. Uh, you know, he, he was not making any of the mistakes that you people uh, were alleging tonight. He just simply was not. Uh, and the Stefanski, uh, if, unless something happened and last week it was like a clone or, you know, somebody with like a Stefanski mask on and this was really Stefanski. I'm going to say that last week was probably the anomaly. And this is probably where, what we can expect from him. Now, he's he's kind of caught on to what the NFL is like. He's like, oh, yeah, this is what it's like to be the head coach and the offensive coordinator at the same time. Got it, got it. Okay, here's what we're going to do. And it was really well done. Uh, I was really, really proud of seeing that goal line stand by the defense. Just, my goodness, to do to stand them up and then to do it again. Just, wow. So, we're looking good going into next week. And, uh, wow, I... It, I, I'm not uh, honestly not even sure who next week's opponent is. Uh, oh, oh, Washington. Good old Washington. <sighs> well, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a home game. And how did you like that kids? 6,000 people in the stands and, Frankly, that was that was the most enjoyable sounding and apparently looking NFL experience so far with 6,000 in the stands as opposed to these empty stands or the pathetic uh, guess who nature of some stadiums. They actually had fans in the stands who were excited to be there and, oh, look, nobody died. Now, I'm going to start uh, mocking people who say, I'll just wait. They're, they're all going to fall over dead from the COVID because they went to the gate. No, no. Those 6,000 are probably going to be just fine, thank you. Uh, and I hope that that's the sign of uh, things to come. That we're going to see more and more fans in those stadiums. And by week 16, 
I'd like to be a whole lot closer to a full stadium. And I would really like to see in week 16, uh, the Browns, you know, uh, in the catbird seat for uh, a good playoff seat, uh, sitting. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Washington next week, I'm not worried about Washington. Yeah, I know they're they're doing well this season so far, even though uh, they don't want to be called the Redskins. Uh, I, I wish to apologize to Colonel Watson, who's probably spinning like a lathe in his grave uh, at the very thought that his Redskins uh, changed their name. But don't worry, Colonel. The Browns are going to avenge that real soon. We're going to kick uh, their teeth in. I'm confident. So there you are. Browns are a winner, 35-30. Uh, Baker looked fine. Uh, he threw well to Odell Beckham Jr., so suck on that, Grossi. Uh, the two runners did exactly what we signed them for. That is why, ladies and gentlemen, you re-sign Kareem Hunt. That, is, that tonight is exactly what you wanted, and that was just beautiful. The goal line stands, uh, the two goal line stands were just top-notch. Cody Parkey did not shank anything, although he did have that one where he was trying to paint them into a corner on a kickoff and uh, didn't, do, didn't go quite right. But ultimately, the Browns' defense was like, okay, well, we'll just push them back. And that's what they did. They pushed them back. So that's that was good. Nothing here should be a negative headline. Yeah, I know. They gave up 30 points. Yes, I agree that there were some really stupid penalties. But there is plenty here to be happy about. And so when you wake up in the morning, it's going to be a Friday, so you have all the more reason to be excited. But when you go into your offices, you're around your water coolers, you're, you're hanging out in the warehouse, you're romping around wherever you may work, wherever you may roam in this beautiful country of ours, stop and high-five a fellow Browns fan and, and smile and enjoy life for once. You have a victory Friday ahead of you, Cleveland. Celebrate. Mazel tov. Go Browns. You've all heard of Peter Piper and how he picked a peck of pickled peppers. Well, you should hear what Peter Parker, Peter Pettigrew, and Petey Pumpernickel all did to top him. Peter Parker, Peter Pettigrew, and Petey Pumpernickel all picked up a pint of natural pickled pink, perfectly pickled peaches, which are pickled for a purpose in their produce section. They're gluten-free, you know. And finally tonight, did you guys see the footage? I haven't, but I heard. <laughs> I heard that apparently Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics, he, uh, well, he threw a tantrum after the game. Not just a little tantrum, a massive tantrum. Shouting at the media, throwing things, angry, 
that the Celtics are down 0-2 to the Miami Heat. Now, I have no love for either team. Uh, and if you, if you know uh, anything about the Cavs' history with these two teams, I think you'll understand. I can't stand the Miami Heat or the Boston Celtics, especially with that racist name. It's Celtics, people, just so you know. Uh, but, but to see that the Miami Heat are making Marcus Smart so angry that he, he shouts uh, and screams at the media, y'all are on that bleepity bleep. Apparently he threw some stuff. Um, just a guess. He may not be uh, playing for Boston during game three. Just a guess. And if he is, he's going to be noticeably uh, less affluent when it comes to his wallet, which is nice to see. But you can't you can't go throw tantrums like that. I mean, I understand, you know, Baker's telling Tony to shut up and so forth. Rightfully so. But you can't you can't scream and curse at people and throw things in the middle of a press conference. It's a bad look. So I imagine he'll probably get fined, but who knows? I mean, if it was bad enough, if the reports are bad enough in the morning, maybe, just maybe, uh, he's going to get a suspension for that. But you can't have a tantrum. So, uh, you know, any time that Boston is miserable about anything, it's a, it's a better day. So, uh, good night, Boston. And, of course, good night, Krista. I love you, sweetheart. Please rest well. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I hate to leave you, but I really...